Hello and welcome to the Aaron Evans podcast. This podcast is devoted to people who want to love, listen, and live a little better. I'll be sharing my musings as a life coach, a mother, a yogi, an entrepreneur, and I'll be interviewing some of the most inspiring people that I know that are leaving the world a little better than how they found it. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. If you want to stay in touch, you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron underscore Evans. Buckle up and thank you for tuning in. How well do you listen? I mean, really listen. Am I right? Why do we love the sound of our own voices? You know, I definitely get my back up when I meet someone and they're like, people tell me that I'm just like a really good listener. Because I'm not so sure that people that listen well would even tell you that they do that. I think it's a quality like humility, yet I think you can teach yourself to be a good listener. So you might wonder why this is relevant to you. I'm a busy person, Erin. I'm running a business and a family. I don't have time. But our ability to listen and communicate is our ability to connect to read between the lines, and to live a more engaged and fulfilling life. Our ability to communicate, whether it be through the listening lens or the speaking lens, is how society evolves. It's how we fall in love. It's how we support one another. And listening is one of the key elements to making a person feel seen and heard. So to communicate is using language to impart knowledge, and the opposite would be to withhold or conceal. And to listen is to give your full attention. And yet there's many ways in which we block ourselves from having to listen. Myself personally, I want to be a better listener. The other day, my son was telling me about a giraffe at his school, teaching him about sexual assault. And I wasn't really listening. And I was like, that's so funny, honey. And he was like, sexual assault is funny? And I was like, oh, sorry, baby. I I wasn't listening. Anyway, it's, it's moments like these where I'm so conscious of how much goes in one ear and out the other. And if I have a short time with my child, I want to make the most of it. And yes, he loves to chat. But how beautiful is that? His little musings and his interests. So the ways we we listen, and we can do this really well. You know, I am a master at pretending I'm listening. And I'm actually really good at inserting the mm-hmm's, you did, oh my gosh, and then what at the perfect moment. The problem with that is it doesn't fill my cup up. I feel empty afterwards. I actually feel tired afterwards. 
So there are three ways in which people listen. The first is subjective. It means that I have an agenda. I'm listening to you, but I got stuff to do. I, I hear what's being said, but I'm filtering it through my own experiences, my judgments, uh, my evaluations of, of how intelligent you might be. The second is objective, and this is a little bit better in that the listener is focused on the speaker. There's no agenda, but it's not really personal. We're, we're doing this as, uh, you know, that social lubricant of having a conversation because we, we feel like we should. And then the last way is the way that I want all of us to get better at. And this is intuitive listening. Now this happens when we pick up on the nuance, the things that are not being said, the pace, the pattern, the look on the face, all the things that are said without words. Because a lot of the time when we're communicating, it's, it's social obligations. We're saying what the other person wants to hear. So how then do we, as a listener, pay attention to what we're receiving? And likewise, as a speaker, how do we be a little more authentic? Yesterday, I was getting a midnight snack and I ran into a person, not physically ran into them, but I noticed this woman outside the secret place I get my midnight snacks and she was with a bunch of children. And then the children left and went inside the snack shack, we'll call it. And I noticed she had two black eyes. Normally, I would likely say nothing, but I have had two black eyes a couple times. So I said, hey, are, are you good? She burst out crying, told me the story of abuse, and I have not met this woman ever. She's a traveler through tra town. She wrapped her arms around me and we wept. It was about a three minute encounter. And then the family came out of the store and her and I kind of looked at each other. I saw the male she was with, her brother, look at me. We had a little moment and I left. And what I realized in that moment is I didn't want to fix it or change it or hide it or medicate it. I just wanted her to know that I saw her. And although I didn't know her from a hole in the ground, I cared because it's a human experience. It's a connection. She needed to release, to emote, to move. If you've ever needed to help a friend, if you've ever had a disagreement with a partner, if you've ever wanted to get along better, if you've interviewed for a job or a roommate, and if you ever disagree with someone, listening is the skill that allows us to get along, read between the lines and see what is directly in front of us. So the ways we block ourselves from hearing, seeing, being present in a flow state with another is that we try to fill in the blanks. We try to mind read and throw our perspective on their situation. And so often when someone is speaking, they don't want your help. They don't want your recommendations. They just want to be heard. 
The second is that we judge. They're speaking and we're judging, we're evaluating, do we agree with what they're saying? Were they right? When the only judge really is God, I hate to say it. You know that that story in the Bible of the woman who she got around town, kind of jealous of her. And these people came to Jesus and said, we want to stone her. Can we stone her? And Jesus says, who amongst you has never sinned? And if you've never sinned, yeah, toss that stone, stone that woman. So when we're listening to another and we're so quick to, to spin our own perspective of righteousness, take a moment. You've likely done wrong. The other way is that we daydream. As I was discussing the mm-hmmms, oh yeah, what happened next? We fake it. And the reason the faking isn't really working is it's short-lived. It's depleting. It is has us chasing our own tail, trying to figure out what the heck to say next. Oftentimes, if I'm about to have a difficult conversation, I will actually pre-plan it in the mirror I talk to myself in the mirror and my son comes in. He's like, who are you talking to? And what I realize is that when I pre-plan, pre-feel, I can't be in flow with another. So this rehearsing what we're going to say makes it impossible for us to be authentic. The other way is we, we need to be right. We're always right. I always know the answer. And I say this a lot, but... We're attempting to cultivate the I don't know, let's see mind. We're attempting to wake up to possibility and potentiality. If you were to backtrack through your day, let's say the first interaction you had today, can you recall what the person said? Do you remember what they were wearing? Do you remember the feeling quality of the conversation? And yeah, you might cast this out and say, Aaron, I'm busy. That's like, that's not a big deal. It's my wife. It's boring. And yeah, I remember. But there is so much information in, in remembering what people say. It is what it means to be alive and alert in a conversation. So the three ways that we can listen better is our attitude, is going in fresh, as positive as we possibly can be and receptive, you know, available for, for what the person is sharing. The next is our full attention. Phones down, pens down, pants down. <laughs> no, pants up. Full body talk with arms by the side, an open stance to communicate with another. And then the last element, which is really fascinating, is this adaptability. We have this thing where we like to put people in boxes because it's easier. It's easier to know that Aaron's this way and, and Aaron will respond this way and Aaron thinks this about that. But when I put Aaron in a box, you in a box, there's no possibility for spontaneity and presence. I've prejudged you and given you no space to grow or change your mind. One of my favorite 
stories I've ever heard was this experiment they did in a, on an airplane. And this person was hired to sit next to an individual and, and ask them a bunch of questions and be really intrigued by the person sitting next to them. When the plane landed, the two got off the plane. Question asked, the question asker, Barbara Walters, peaced out. And then another person popped up and said, how was your flight? And the person that had been asked all these questions said, I just met the most interesting person. And what's so fascinating about that is that person knew nothing about the person asking the questions. So I ask, are you interesting or interested? Another thing, do you listen to understand or do you listen to respond? Our ability to communicate through words, language, body is what separates us from other mammals. It's what makes us feel part of a community. It's how people heal. It's how relationships stay together. It's how love survives. Okay, Oprah. Pay close attention to the people that you love. Read between the lines and pay attention for what folks are not saying. Especially if you're in a new relationship, you can pick up on a lot of things. My girlfriend, she's Italian. She says in Italy, when someone's falling in love, they say they've got prosciutto over their eyes. And this idea is that when we're falling in love, we're blinded. Take the prosciutto off your eyes. Listen. Go by feel. If you liked what you heard, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. If you have ideas for topics or folks you'd like to hear, send them my way. I love you. Till next time, paddle forwards.